Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the Boomers breakthrough bronze medal was among Australia's most memorable moments at the Tokyo Olympics. And Brian Gorshin's squad get the chance to take another step forward at this 32-team FIBA World Cup in Japan, Indonesia and the Philippines. The medal monkey is off the back and Australia's taken a nice mix of veterans, young talent and strong representation in the NBA to this tournament. The Boomers opening pool game comes against Finland at 6pm today and journalist and author Body Nodge is with us. Body, good morning. Thanks for your time. It's an absolute pleasure and I'm very excited at the moment on the threshold of this World Cup because I think our potential to get back onto that podium is very, very strong. So four and one in the warm-up games, ranked three in the world behind the USA and Spain. How are we coming in? What level of optimism should we have? Well, we should be pretty confident about our ability in terms of just, if you look across the team, how much NBA representation we have. It's the most we've ever had. And it's just exciting that guys like Josh Giddy are at the on the threshold of, of what will be a magnificent international career, he'll take on take the baton over from Paddy Mills and Joe Ingalls and guys like that, as will Josh Green and Matisse Seibel. They're, they're young, but they've got that experience that, that we saw in Tokyo. And they're just they're exciting. And the thing I like most about them is that there's absolute buy-in from everybody into what they're trying to do. There's no one that's sort of trying to get a better NBA contract or mm. whatever. The, the, the purpose is to be on that podium. And um, it, it, the group they're in is ranked as the second toughest of all the groups. But um, honestly, Finland, they're ranked 11th in the world. Uh, Germany, 5th, and Japan, 22. If we can't get through that group and finish top of the group, then, then we should probably forget about meddling. Let's talk about the elephant in the room straight off the top then, Body. So, Jock Landale, bad-looking ankle injury, is not going to be there. That happened against South Sudan. So, is the lack of size a concern? I did note on your website, he was the linchpin in the middle, his size, his versatility, his uh, athleticism. What sort of hole is Jock going to leave, potentially? Look, it's massive. If he was there, then we'll be talking about our prospects of a gold medal very, very confidently. But his absence, it does change the way they're going to play. The difference um, between this team and the Tokyo team is that when we won the bronze medal in Tokyo, we had already we had already lost Andrew Bogut. He'd gone to retirement. I mean, if, it, if the Olympics and, and um, the whole coronavirus hadn't happened, then Andrew Bogut would have been part of that in 2020. And started. By 2021, he was gone. So our biggest guy then was Aaron Baines, who got injured very early in the tournament. So they had to go to slow ball, um, small balls, I say slow ball, but actually fast ball, <laughs> yeah. uh, very, very, very quickly in that tournament and make adjustments on the run. Whereas here, now Jock Landau, who's a, a huge part of any gold medal prospect in Paris next next year, he's out. But they get the opportunity to adjust, which they didn't. They had to do you know, running repairs in Tokyo, and they end up with a bronze medal. So he's going to be a massive loss, but it's up to someone like a Duopri to sort of step up and be better 
be the best version of himself. And if he can be, and guys like Nick Kay, Xavier Cooks, Jack White, if they can all be the best version of themselves, then they can cover that because we it was small ball basketball in Tokyo that got us onto the podium. So it's it's a massive loss because he's our biggest big man. He's having a very good NBA career. But... We can cover it, and we have got time to make the adjustments. And, Body, I suppose the glass half full thinking is that maybe it's not so important to have a dominant big man in international basketball. Some subscribe to that theory anyway. So could you come at it from that point of view? Yeah, absolutely. Although we'll find out tonight when we run into <laughs> Finland because they've got a seven-footer running around by the name of uh, Laurie Markkinen. He, he's an NBA player with Utah. He, he'll be interesting to see how he goes. And in that game we, where we beat France in the warm-up, because um, France is, again, another one of the teams that's right in the running for the podium, um, Rudy Gobert, their centre, he... he there was potential that you could see elements because neither, you know, in a warm-up game, neither team was trying to show everything they've got, but you could see elements of, of Gobert being a real problem for us. So it's how they scramble and play defense, how they um, double-team down in the, in the low post when the ball goes into the big guys, how, how Australia does that. And, Look, honestly, the way they were doing it in that game was very impressive. Josh Giddy, obviously well on his way to becoming a, a superstar of, uh, of Australian sport, uh, obviously, and doing some magnificent things in the NBA for, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Still only 20 years of age, Body. I mean, does, does he run the show over there? Is it a Can he shoulder yeah. the entire playmaking load? Look, honestly, when he went to the NBA, we were sort of hoping that he would have a very good, you know, rookie season. He was outstanding, and then we thought, okay, well, that was that was pretty good. Maybe if he can just repeat that in his sophomore season, that'll be good. We'll accept that. He was outstanding. He was very good in his first season. He was outstanding in his second season in terms of triple doubles and just the way he ran that OKC team. So yes, he's more than ready. And his upside, the excitement. I mean, he may well end up being our best international player, just the way he's already travelling at 20. And that is saying something, considering we've had Andrew Gaze and we have Paddy Mills, who, you know, if we had a Mount Rushmore of Australian basketball, that would be two of the heads on it. So, so you know, you're looking at Gideon he's going, wow, how does this kid do it? But he's got such great talent on the one side, but more than that, he's got great poise and, and vision. He's, he's a really exciting kid. What, what the next decade holds for Australian basketball with him running the show is just beyond exciting. Yeah, and there was a lot of intrigue, wasn't there, around Dyson Daniels in terms of the, the final squad that they were going to take. And now, I guess, where I guess where he fits in, in Brian Gorgian's you know, rotation and what his line of thinking might be with Dyson. How do you forecast his role in this tournament? If Lando hadn't got hurt, I think Dyson probably would have been the one that would have missed out ultimately because he's still, he's still, he, look, he brings a lot. He's young and he's exciting. He's a bit like, he's probably where Josh Green was at the Tokyo Olympics in terms of he, he's got a little bit to offer, but in the longer term, he's got a lot to offer. So right now, I don't, I don't see him playing a major role in this particular uh, quest. But the fact that he's involved in it and he's there gives him the opportunity to learn and grow, get with the culture, understand what it's like to be with this team and what this team um, means, what the players mean to each other and what they mean to this country. And I think that's an important experience for him. I'm looking for more from him in Paris and further down the down the track. Right now, I think we've really got to focus on the major guys, guys like Giddy, um, Paddy Mills, obviously, Nick Kay, uh, and just some of these other guys that 
are so exciting. When Matisse Thibault hits the floor, mm. man, you know, the excitement level goes up, uh, you know, a dozen notches. What he brings and his ability to, to hit the outside shot is extraordinary because we don't see that in the NBA. They almost exclusively use him defensively in the NBA. And when we see him internationally, it's like Paddy Mills. You know, if you watch a, a Brooklyn game last season, you know, he hardly hit the court. He had a very small role to play. But put him in the green and gold, he's a different human being. He's, he's Hercules. And that's the same here with uh, Matisse Thibel. He's, he's extraordinarily exciting to watch because you just don't know. He's going to steal the ball. He's going to go to the length of the floor. He's going to throw one down and you're going to jump out yeah, he's all energy, isn't he? So Finland tonight, yep. body Germany on Sunday. I suppose the the big early test for for the Boomers. But I've got to ask you about Team USA, who didn't make the semis at the last World Cup. Uh, I think in China. Now they're they're the nominal favourites. I suppose they always are. But the squad that they've brought, no one's no one's shaking in their boots, are they? No, no one's shaking in their boots. But what I like about them is that you know what we do is we look at the US roster at every one of these tournaments and go, oh, wow, so-and-so's there, or Kobe Bryant's there, or LeBron James is there, all these huge names, and we, and we get Kevin Durant's there, wow. And we look at this group and go, we, nothing like that happens. So, no, we don't have any fear of them individually. But Steve Kerr is the head coach, mm. and Eric Spolster is the assistant coach, and I really like those guys and what they've achieved, both are multiple NBA championship winners as coaches. And I think what they'll do, what they'll do with this USA team is have a team, a group that works together. You know, you're sort of looking like most of the international teams that have experience, teams like Australia, France, Spain, and Canada that, that have experience in playing together. This group will be more of a team than what we've seen from the USA. So that's the aspect of it that uh, that intrigues me the most. Okay, we don't have that marquee name jumping out. You know, we've got you know guys like Jalen um, Brunson and, and Anthony Edwards. So there's there's good players on this team for sure, but. Is this going to be that instead of a, a team of champions, that, that champion team, that, that remains to be seen? But I, I suspect that's what we're going to see from them. So just quickly, Body, in a word, is it, wide, is it as wide open as it's ever been for the gold? Absolutely. I, honestly, if we had Jock Landau playing, mm. I would be talking to you now about how we're going to come home with a gold medal. <laughs> so taking him out is still a podium finish. And, and as I say, if we can get the best version of everybody firing together and that's what I love about Gorge what he's managed to do in his second stint as Australian coach is get absolute buy-in from all the players that we have one purpose here and that is to improve on the bronze medal so that's a silver or a gold and the fact that they've got such buy-in excites me because they will put winning above all else and, and when you've got that in a group or you've got the potential for, for a, a really outstanding result. Body, you mentioned Paddy Mills a few times in our chat. Obviously, as I said off the top, that was yep. one of the, the most memorable moments from the last Olympics, the Boomers getting the bronze and Paddy's comments afterwards. You, you would be, you'd have a, a cold heart if you weren't emotional listening to that. You released a book several months ago now, Paddy Mills Beyond Basketball. I need to give it a pump up. It's a great read. What was it like putting it together? Oh, look, it was really exciting because the twin journeys of Paddy Mills, if you want to know his his story, you know, his entire story, how he came to basketball, etc., it's all there. And also it's the journey of the Boomers since 64, where they had been, you know, performing very that we had Tokyo Olympics, which is the first one they qualified for. Obviously they were there in nineteen fifty six because Melbourne was the host nation. But the first time they qualified was sixty four in Tokyo. And that journey from Tokyo to Tokyo is a, a really interesting one. And then 
Mills's influence as he's come into this program has been huge, and so it's it's all there. And then there's, there's stuff in there that you will find surprising. Now, people who follow Geelong will be surprised that Joel Selwood pops up in the book, Patrick Dangerfield pops up, Scott Pendlebury, Collingwood pops up. There's uh, Sydney Swans where where Paddy almost played football, mm. um, Aussie rules footy. So there's there's a lot in it for um, you know there's a lot more in it than just a, a basketball story, which is possibly why we called it Beyond Basketball. Body, great to have you on, mate. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, great to have your insights ahead of this uh, this World Cup, which obviously the boomers enter with, with great optimism. We'll be watching with interest tonight in the tournament beyond. Really appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure, and uh, look forward to sitting back and enjoying us standing there and, and the national anthem being played.